Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Business Growth Show. I'm excited to be joined by Martin MacArthur today. Martin is the CEO at Outbound Sales Guy. And at a young age, he was diagnosed with a disease called juvenile retinitis pigment, causing him to eventually go totally blind. Martin, a very warm welcome to the show, sir. How's Thank it going, you. Man? It's, it's going well. Uh, I just need to correct you. Sorry, Sam. It, it's retinitis pigmentosa. Ah, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, no, no worries. I uh, appreciate that intro. And uh, yes, I, I'm really excited to uh, be here, be a part of the, the show and um, looking forward to uh, a great conversation. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, Martin. So thanks for joining us. And we're going to be chatting through all about the challenges that early stage business owners face. And perhaps even more important, how they can generate those all-important customers, clients, and start revenue flowing in. As as we know, cash is king, especially in a new business, to, to help their business grow. So, Martin, appreciate that you've recently gone out on your own. Um, so perhaps that would be a good starting point. Um, and perhaps you could tell us a bit more about kind of how you started your business and, and the type of challenges that when it comes to building your own company, that, that you faced, that business owners face, and how we can overcome those. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a great thing because I think, um, especially right in, in the last year, with the the current climate, um, a lot of a lot of folks have, uh, for whatever reason, uh, have started to their their own business, right? Whether that's because they got let go, got laid off. I uh, just decided, hey, this is time for me to take charge and be in, in charge of my own destiny, whatever. Um, they, they think, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be CEO, and uh, I'm going to have instant success. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, based on, um, you know, you might think uh, looking at LinkedIn, looking at Instagram, Facebook, all the different social platforms, um, you may think that it's all all uh, roses and, and you're going to be a millionaire within six months. Um, uh, I would recommend that you set according expectations because there will be a lot of challenges along the way. Um, and and those challenges they can change day to day, uh, and and week to week, month to month, right? So I started the outbound sales guy, outbound sales agency back in August. Uh, kind of w- with my the the personal brand that I cultivated on LinkedIn, I had a, a couple people reach out to me and said, hey, you know, you seem to know what you're doing. We want you to do this for us. And I thought, awesome. You know, this is going to be great. Perfect. I've got revenue coming in. This is kind of how I think I want to structure things. And I fell flat on my face. 
because I didn't have the right processes in place. I didn't have the right um, the the right idea maybe in, in in place well enough. I thought, okay, I can just go go and do what I've always done at other companies and be able to book meetings. Um, I didn't realize that. Hey, you need to set proper expectations with your clients. You need to be clear on, on what the goals are, what the uh, um, objectives are of the campaign. And then there's a hell of a lot of work that goes into building a campaign from scratch that um, I don't think I, I maybe allotted for. And then um, yeah. then there's expenses that, that come with starting a business, right? Um, you, you need to especially for outbound there's there's different tools that you you should have in place and those tools cost money um you know it'd be nice to as you and i were just speaking before the, this going live here sam we we're talking about you know the lack of not having a website or seo or um you know any any marketing components it'd be nice to go out and say hey I, I'm able to go and, and purchase those pieces right now, but the revenue doesn't support that. So, um, you know, th those are, 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 I would say, the initial things that yeah, and that any business owner should be considering as they they go out on their own. Yeah, and I think you've laid down some some great points there, Martin. So, a lot of us, especially if we're if we're starting our own company, don't necessarily consider all these things all these unknown expenses but not just the expenses like you laid out knowing that we have to have certain processes whether that's for how we market our company how we acquire new customers um, and then how we actually deal with customers so in terms of the process from onboarding them to account management to ongoing um, and all the other little little hidden bits and pieces that make up the jigsaw that is running a company um, and as you know, it's it's a full time gig, right, Martin? That, that's right, because because you you may have gone from being in an SDR, sales development rep, an account executive, a VP of sales, like whatever your previous title was when you were at, at a company, you're now everything. You're the head of finance, head of sales, head of marketing. Head of account, um, head of operation, like he, the buck stops with you. So if there's a, a failure or there's something going wrong, you've got to be able to step back and say, okay, that that's that's where something's going wrong. And um, I, I think one thing I didn't also touch on in terms of the the, the processes and the tools is. Um, how like how are you going to get paid? Because that's the other thing that that was a bit of a you know maybe being a little naive on my part is okay I I put a I went out and got a invoicing platform but how do you how to how the hell do you use it? <laughs> like, <laughs> Good point. And then what, what should your billing terms be and and all how how do you invoice like all these different aspects that yeah. Like, Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start my business, and then then all these other things pop up, and like, oh, I didn't think of that, or I didn't realize I needed that 
aspect. So on that note, Martin, you're exactly right. And we've, we've, we had some of the same issues here at WebChoice. So there's, there's so many different pieces of technology and sometimes you can get overwhelmed. Like you say, when you think about, oh, I need to have this piece of, piece of software for my accounting, this for my CRM to manage my customers, and then I need this perhaps for ongoing account management, and then we've got the emails. And there's all, it all adds up in both expense and but also your own time to manage all these tools, to learn them. So in your case, Martin, when it came to, to you starting your company, in your case, running an outbound sales development company, were you jumping in and, and picking up as you went along? Or did you have a, like you mentioned earlier, a process where you sort, where you kind of lay down what you needed to do and, and sought advice from others? Or what's kind of helped you that could be useful for other people tuning in that are thinking of going out on their own? All, all the above. So I, I thought of, okay, what, what, in terms of tools, right? What have I used it before? that I know and, and I understand. And because my, my situation is a little unique, anything that I invest in in terms of technology has to work well with my screen reader. Otherwise it just creates constant frustration throughout the day. So I had in my head, okay, I know that these four to six applications work well. And yeah. I know them. So I want to, and the ones that I knew were that wouldn't cost anything, I got those. And then I invested in the ones that, that ended up costing money. So that took care of the, the infrastructure aspect, if you will. And then I leaned on, so my, my dad, um, he's owned and, and ran and sold and bought businesses all my life. So I've leaned on his expertise and then um, a few of my friends are, are a bit older than I am and, and they own their own businesses. So I've leaned, I, I leaned on their expertise as well and asked them, okay, what do you recommend? Like in, in terms of uh, the financing aspect, right? What, do, what are you using for invoicing? How does that work? What's a good billing cycle? Um, even though, you know, we're, we're in different verticals and in different industries, but what, what is your recommendation? So, and then in terms of the process, I picked, I picked up and, and incorporated pieces of processes that I've used and, and been a part of with different outbound agencies and kind of yeah. made up my own. Got it. Okay. So it's a case of talking to your network, talking to people you know, and also utilizing the tools that you've used at uh, previous companies. Exactly. Yep. And are there any other um, things that you think people that are tuning in, Martin, should be aware of? Perhaps um, maybe ones that you stumbled over yourself, or maybe things that we've completely forgotten about um, that are really crucial when it comes to to just doing day to day business. Um, I, I I think there's a you you learn a lot as you go along. Um, yeah. I, th I think some of the great lessons are, are come from failing. It comes from, okay, that didn't work, and this is why. So now I can go forward. Okay, now I know for the next client, okay, 
this is what I need in terms of, of this process and these expectations and just make sure that it's very clear and then also document it so that if you get to that point, whether it's in a month, three months, six months, 12 months, whatever, and you go out and make that initial hire, maybe you're looking at bringing on a co-founder, a sales leader, revenue leader, ops leader, marketing, whatever, you've got that, that process in place so that you can say, okay, this is what I've been doing so far. And then they can add in and help you evolve it throughout. Martin, that is gold. That actually, um, I put a very similar post to that kind of subject, but with a marketing spin this morning. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the post I put out on LinkedIn was basically, don't let your marketing go stale. So you can't keep doing the same old thing and hope for the same results, i.e. you can't do one marketing channel, be it paid ads on Google, be it SEO, be it LinkedIn, whatever channel you decide, your podcast, webinar, something else, mm-hmm. and keep doing it and doing it and expecting the results to increase and expecting something to suddenly give you more clients if it's on the decline. You've got to not be afraid to try new channels, give them a good go, whether that's with your own team, whether that's investing in a, another company. But likewise, if they don't work and you've given them a good go, document it, learn from it, don't do it again, try something else, just like exactly. you've, you've laid out perfectly there, Martin. Yep, exactly. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. In today's digital world, getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task. Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality, and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Cool, man. Good stuff. So moving this forward, I think what will be interesting to chat about now, Martin, is whilst we've talked about cold calling, we've talked about sales a fair bit on the show, um, I'd like you to give your overview. I mean, we talk about outbound, we talk about inbound marketing and, and lead generation and sales quite a lot, but I'd love you to kind of describe to our audience what your view is on outbound selling. So my view on outbound selling is that it's evolved from being a a strictly volume activity, high volume activity process and relying on one channel. That's no longer the case. So what I mean by that is used to be, okay, we're only going to use the phone. We're only going to use email. We're only going to use door knocking or 
direct mail pieces. Yeah. You have to now incorporate multiple channels because prospects are fickle. So you you could I I could reach out to you today, Sam, and you're you're huge on LinkedIn, right? So you're probably going to respond best to some some touch point on LinkedIn, whether that's a um, voice message, a video, a direct message, a comment, whatever. You're more likely to respond that way, whereas someone else they may not want to do anything on LinkedIn. They much rather have a, a a live conversation on the phone. Sure. And then your next prospect may say, they, like they may not even respond to any of that. They they may be email people, or maybe they're tech. They only want to go by text message or hmm. by uh, you know the, these micro communities that have popped up. Maybe they only want to talk to you in Slack. Like they're so. For if you're only relying on on one channel, then you're going to um, you, you, your results are going to suffer because you could be missing out on a huge opportunity. True. The phone the phone is still a powerful channel, but what I like to try and do is uh, when when we kick off a campaign whether it's internally here for, for the outbound sales guy, or if it's for a client, we start with an initial touch point in cadence of LinkedIn. So, and the reason for that is we're trying to warm up that phone call. So the second touch point is a phone call because hopefully by the time we get to, to that person on the phone, it's not a, a ice cold call they have no idea who the heck we are they at least have an idea oh hey the outbound sales guy oh yeah yeah, okay yeah you sent me an invite on linkedin or you you commented on something i had on linkedin or or something along those lines so it's it's transitioning from cold calling to warm calling and then then also using outcomes so that you can can focus in on the the right prospect at the right time instead of trying to chase somebody that has zero interest in you. Good stuff. So a few questions on my end, Martin, around this. Yeah. Um, so a lot of questions, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, first, firstly, how do you determine which channel to reach out to a prospect on? Yeah, so I I use... Um, I use multiple channels. I use LinkedIn, I use phone, email, video, and SMS. Th- those are, are the channels I use. Email, I'm not, I've never been a big fan of email because honestly, I'm not a great writer. Um, so for, for me to try and, and send out a, a, an email to somebody, meh. And, and, and over the years, the data just, yeah, it, it's one of those things that people will debate. But for me, email's just never been been a big mover. The the ones that have been really good for me is LinkedIn, phone, video, and and then um, lately SMS. Okay, and 
on that note, so you mentioned that you're quite often running a cadence, Martin. Yep. So, for example, you might connect with someone on LinkedIn, you might send them a personalized message, and then you might drop them a call. So that way it's not an ice cold call. It's something that's a little bit warm because they already know who you are because you've connected with them and perhaps shared a message beforehand. Correct. Is that something we need to do with our cold calling? Because I appreciate that can take time. And if we're perhaps not a business owner, we're maybe a sales rep or working for a team or we are time strapped. Is that something that's going to take a lot of our time? Is it actually worthwhile doing those touch points and putting in that work beforehand? It. So, so yes, it's going to take time. And it's worthwhile because you're you're establishing trust, credibility. You're establishing a, a relationship with your prospect, and if you're able to do that, then you're you're starting to break down some of those barriers that that prospect has built up, and slowly breaking it it down and down and down, and and earning that person's trust. So. Yes, it's going to take longer, and that's why we have to transition from this volume approach of, okay, we got to go out and get a hundred, make a hundred dials to get, you know, maybe 10, 10 leads, and hopefully ten out of those, one out of ten of those leads is going to convert to a meeting. Well, why not focus on, for instance, ten qualified prospects that that meet all of our criteria? and start to establish trust, credibility, and, and build a relationship with that person so that when they're ready to purchase something, we're the ones that they consider and not someone else. Got it. And when when you say quality, um, quality contacts, I mean, I kind of know what you mean, but not mm-hmm. everyone necessarily may, or I might not quite have the right idea either. So are you using an ideal customer profile that you've nailed down, Martin, and then perhaps moving to a certain process that you've got to determine what is a quality contact and who you need to target, or what's your process for, for that side of things? Yes. So it's having a, a very ideal customer profile. Also, once we get in front of that person, do they meet all of our requirements? So for for instance, the outbound sales guy, are they an early stage company? Are they a, because um, primarily we're focusing on computer software, IT services. So do they fall into those categories? Are they in the process of building a go-to-market strategy? Are they um, making a hire for a new sales and revenue leader? Have they just brought somebody in? Um, are they receiving funding? Um, Are they struggling to book qualified sales meetings? Do they have only one rep, but they need more representatives? Like, so so there's multiple factors that come into play. And then also, um, when we get in front of that prospect, asking them some questions just to, to qualify them, make sure that they're a good fit because Sure. Why why waste your time and my time, right? So just making sure that that individual is the, indeed, you know, we, we can do all this research and be like, yeah, this is a good fit. And then end up having a conversation with that person and find out, uh, no, you're completely wrong, right? So, sure. so just make sure that everything aligns and then um, 
that individual, in fact, is a is a good quality prospect. Yeah. So, I mean, to cover what we've, or recap rather, what we've discussed so far, we're talking about spending more time actually ensuring that the people we're targeting fit the ideal customer profile we actually want to be doing business with, mm-hmm. and then making sure when we do connect with them on whatever channel that may be, whether it's email, call, phone, SMS, video message, whatever it may be, we're actually we've got a set of criteria we've got we're we're having a good conversation with them through whether they actually are a fit to do business with us and for us to do business with them rather than just pushing really hard to get that meeting booked or get that appointment booked because it might not necessarily go anywhere and it's not really a good use of our time exactly and and that's why i i think there there's been lately some resistance towards outbound and and sales the sales development function because um there there's been that whole process of high volume high activity targeting the wrong people yeah 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 no that's it it's 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 always a bit of a tricky one i mean i can see if i can see the point of it if you are a, a sales development rep or you are an appointment setting guy and you've got a sales manager breathing down your neck and they're, they're just giving you that, obviously, the, the 100 or 150 dollars, whatever the quota is that you've got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tight balance. But like you say, Martin, if, you, if you're going for the quality, then it's, it's going to make sense that the outcome is, is going to be better, at least for the long run. So are there any areas or revenue or avenues we've not yet discussed, Martin, that you found really useful to actually be able to source customers and to be able to generate appointments? Um. Or strategies. No, uh, yeah, I think we, I think we've hit on them all, really, um, on all, all the channels. I, I would say, well, the, the, the other factor that comes into play a bit is, the, is the messaging, and this is a, an area that uh, I've always been very honest with myself and, and with people. Um, I, I'm, I'm weak with, and I'm always trying to improve but if you can tailor your messaging to the to address that that problem type centric mindset of you know this is the the problem that a lot of people have this is kind of how we're we're working to solve it and this is why we're trying to solve it um i think that's going to help as well in, in in increasing those conversations and then ultimately resulting in more meetings booked great point yeah yeah really really understand the actual problem you solve um that's that's a really good point and that's something like you say martin that can be really well utilized in not just your calling not just your phone calls be it outbound sales for trying to generate appointments trying to generate sales or leads but also your marketing material so whether that's your website or the ads um, and so on. And also a guy called Josh Braun who came on the show a long time ago now and he actually rinsed me a fair bit um, <laughs> from the, some of the questions I was putting out, as he likes to do. Um, yeah. But luckily I, I took a slice of humble pie. I don't take too much offense. I like to roll with it. And he's, he's he knows what he's talking about when it comes to sales. So I was, yeah. I was listening with my, my ears wide open. So um, anyway, he did a post on LinkedIn a while back and he actually said in, I think it was in eight words or less, describe the problem you solve mm-hmm. as, as clearly as crispy as possible. 
Um, and it's got to be a big expense if possible, but it's got to be eight words or less. And it really made me think because a lot of people were kind of saying, I help companies do X, Y, Z. But then I was I was about to type myself, I help companies uh, generate more clients, generate more customers through their website, through SEO. But then I realized that's not the actual problem that I do. That's a solution. That's a resolution. Yep. Um, and I was thinking, what is the actual problem? And I had to actually think about conversations that I'd had with customers on the phone or via email. And the problem they they brought to us, so in our case, it's usually they're, they're not ranking high enough on Google. So perhaps their competitors are enjoying their leads. So I, I really, really simplified it. Or it's that they're frustrated that their website isn't turning visitors into opportunities. So the problem is their website's failing to convert visitors into opportunities. So it, when you think about it, it's harder than you originally think to identify Absolutely. the problem. Absolutely. But the point I'm getting to is... The gold is in your conversations or in thinking about the previous customers that you've helped. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if that's ever struck a chord or happened to you, Martin. It, it has. And that is something that I always try and, and work on. But um, I always find that, like you said, it, it's challenging. It, it, it is a, it's a challenge. But if you can articulate that problem that you, you help solve in um, I, I forget where I heard it, but I heard it a while ago, and it, it's been echoed by by other folks like Josh and, and so on, so on. Make your messaging or, or explain what you do so that a eighth, fifth, or eighth grader can understand it. Right. So. Yep. When when you think of the, in that context, yeah, because. A lot of your your prospects, you go and you know we can we can um, I don't know, you know do do something that's really technical, right? And you get deep into the weeds technically. They're like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Like what 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 what? <laughs> so if if you just go in and, and explain it as though you were talking to a fifth grader, um, and, and just be really really simple with your explanation. I think that's something a lot of people could could use and in, in, uh, incorporate in their messaging. Definitely. I've been guilty of using technical jargon in the past, especially on my conversations, which is easily done in the web and digital marketing space. I mean, there's so much jargon that you could use that's IT that's tech related. But ultimately, just like you've said, Martin, what's the point if the customer on the other end of the phone or the video or the email doesn't understand what you're talking about, and you're not explaining something that resonates with them. So you're not talking about the problem that's relevant to them or how you fix it. And you're not putting it across simply and clearly, just in your case, like a fifth grader to understand, then you're probably losing them and you're probably not piquing their interest. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Good stuff, man. Look, Martin, really enjoyed the conversation today. And with that, I want to thank you very much for coming on, sir. But please do share a bit more about how people can learn from you how people can connect with you and the best way to get in touch with your business. So the, the best way right now is on LinkedIn. If you search the outbound sales guy, um, you can find me that way. I am in the process of getting a website up and running. Um, hopefully that is going to be sooner than later. Although that date seems to keep moving, <laughs> which I don't like, but, uh, that is the best way. Or you can email me, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, at 
theoutboundsalesguy.com. And I'm always happy to have a conversation. Good man. Martin, thanks very much. All of that, all of those links, all that information will be available at the website, businessgrowth.marketing. And thanks very much, Martin. Really appreciate you coming on, dude. Thanks, Sam. Really appreciate it, mate. Cheers, man. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe to Business Growth Show, wherever the heck you get your podcast from, be it Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or somewhere else. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips to boost your sales, make best use of marketing, and ultimately grow your business. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers for tuning in.